The Evolved Succeed podcast, where founders, entrepreneurs, business leaders, and experts are interviewed to explore the link between personal and business success. We will also investigate and establish the need for ongoing personal development, accountability, and support. The objective is to inspire you, the audience, to be better in life and in business. Hello, I am Warren Munson, founder of Inspire and Evolve. And on this, our 10th episode of the podcast, we're going to do something a little different. I think you'll agree that all of our guests so far have had their own fascinating stories to tell and each have given their unique insights into their approaches to business and life. But I decided now is a good time to reflect on my own journey. I want to give you my honest look at my own entrepreneurial experiences and the highs and the lows and talk about some of the important lessons I've learned so far. So let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Evolve to Succeed podcast. And on this week's podcast, we're going to be doing something slightly different. I'm going to just spend a bit of time um, on this podcast to talk to you about my own journey and the latter years of that journey, some of the challenges that I've faced uh, and what I've done to overcome them to hopefully give some inspiration and insight into my own journey, but also an understanding that in life and in business, things don't always go to plan and actually what are some of the ideas and some of the thoughts that I personally have about what you can do to overcome them. So I'd like you to picture this scenario. Having left school at 15, you do build a successful career in the accountancy and advisory world. Ultimately, you seek partnership in a top international firm, but feel disillusioned by the path that you're on. So you walk away from that big opportunity, that big opportunity of promotion at that firm that you work for and set up on your own, armed with just a telephone, a laptop and a desk. And you start the business that in its first year turns over just £150,000 and £500,000 the year after. Within a decade, the company has grown to a team of over 35 individuals and is securing major clients and winning national awards. You're riding on a wave of success and from the outside it seems... You've achieved those things that other people yearn for. You've arranged this big celebration marking the company's 10th anniversary with over 250 guests attending. However, in the weeks leading up to that event, you secretly, you're just at that lowest point in your entrepreneurial journey. In fact, the night before that event, you turn to your other half, your wife, and you jokingly say, what do you say? And what would you do if I stood on that stage tomorrow evening and said that the journey was coming to an end? In short, you no longer feel inspired. The original joy and excitement you experienced when you started building your company has all but disappeared. And you're asking yourself, where did it all go wrong? Something has been lost. You're not exactly sure what it is, but you're desperate to get it back. That short story we've been through formed my own entrepreneurial journey between 2004 and 2014. The company's, of course, Inspire, a business and tax advisory firm, which I'm pleased to say is still going strong five, six years later. And from a personal standpoint, I'm now a different individual to the one who witnessed the ascent of the company while at the same time experiencing that descent into what I soon 
named my valley of despair. My original joy and inspiration has since been reignited and I've clearly founded another company called Evolve, which runs alongside Inspire, and I'm healthier, happier, and more motivated than I've ever been. My purpose today in this podcast, as I say, is to tell you how I ended up in that valley of despair, the steps I took to lift myself out of it, and what you can do to ensure you don't find yourself there in the future yourself. There were undoubtedly a lot of things that weren't right, things that I'd allow to happen almost without me noticing. But after I'd had the benefit of hindsight and some serious self-examination, I narrowed it down to some really key, simple issues. We started as a business to focus on the money. All of a sudden, it became less about our clients and more about our own financial results. And as a consequence, I firmly believe now that in business, if you lose your focus on your clients and what you're doing to achieve success for them and focus on your own success and focus on the money, the money will not come. Focus on delivering great service for your clients and you will succeed. And as a consequence, financial results and other things will come and success will follow. Ultimately, you know, 10 years into the business, we had turned into a more corporate entity and animal. You know, we started the business very entrepreneurial. You know, as I say, me, a laptop and phone in the desk. But I'd actually came become that exact thing that I'd run away from when I declined and walked away from that corporate environment, that international firm back in 2004. And I was becoming that corporate man. As an independent business, we can be agile and responsive. And despite our size, you know, an entrepreneurial independent business, we can, as I say, be agile and responsive. And we need to ensure we maximise the benefit of that and not act like a corporate Goliath. We'd also hired badly in a desire to fuel our own growth. We'd hired with some sticky plaster solutions. Consequently, we'd said yes to some of the wrong people that joined the business. And I'm now a true believer in that you need to ensure you follow that old adage of hiring slow with no compromises whatsoever in a robust recruitment process. And you'll still get it wrong. And when you do, though, when you get it wrong, you need to dismiss and act fast. The wrong people in your business can be venomous. A major symptom and challenge we were facing was poor communication. And this is a challenge that every business and business owner faces. And you can always improve communication. How we were growing at such a rate that we weren't even keeping our team informed, let alone our clients and key contacts, about what's happening in the business. And this led to uncertainty and also bred a fear of change. Through growth and success, we're relying on intuition and commitment. And as I say... In terms of recruitment and other matters, some rather large sticky plasters, which was a consequence of a lack of investment in our own infrastructure. I think most significantly, I was neglecting myself and my family and not realising the consequences and effect this was having on me until it was nearly too late. Now, you may recognise some of these elements, some of these challenges and concerns in your own life and in your own business. And it's that challenge is to actually recognise that and do something about it. But above all, when I look back on where we were 10 years into the Inspired journey, we'd lost our focus, passion and belief. And an important lesson I learned from this whole experience is that power of focus, passion and belief. With it, the world is full of opportunities. It's a driving force of success and you have that guiding North Star. None of us start a business without it and it's so easy with all the distractions and challenges to lose 
that focus, passion and belief during the journey. So I'd just like to ask you to reflect on the focus, passion and belief you had when you started your journey and remind yourself of why you do what you do. What are your core motivations and are you staying true to them? This moment in time in 2014 led me to understand and formulate fundamentally there is actually a journey reflected of this own personal journey that we all go on in business. And it's one that I've seen time and time again when acting for and talking with clients that own their own business, that entrepreneurial mindset. There is a journey. And I think it starts with this, that most business owners do start with a real sense of meaning and purpose. They know what they want their business to be about and they're focused and believed in what they're doing and they're passionate about really making a difference. This and usually a small team of dedicated individuals means if there are any tough times in their early years, they can be overcome. And you always go that extra mile because such of a strong sense of purpose. This was me and inspiring 2004 and 2005. A successful startup period means that the business will begin to grow and evolve and may, once you're through that startup period, find the next stages of growth are intuitive. So there's an intuitive growth phase. And you go with your instincts and often this leads to success. You know, we follow that gut feeling, that instinct that drives further success. And this can be some of the most fun times in any business and will certainly inspire through to 2009, 2010. However, as the growth is not planned, there's not enough time to put in place process and systems. There's a lack of investment in the infrastructure and that entrepreneur, that business founder, owner is not reflecting on this. And this can often lead to a period of frantic success when chaos can start to reign. Now, I'm sure those of you that have been running your businesses from some time will resonate with this. There is this period where success is there, but it's frantic and not necessarily enjoyable. And it's because of this that during this period, the first signs of distraction and danger can occur. Most commonly, this is because it it becomes all about the money, either to fund personal lifestyle or just to fuel the engine that's been created. And as such, there's a shift of focus from that original purpose and drivers that created that initial growth and success. The new guiding light becomes the pursuit of money. The second alternative reason is that the individual believes and starts to believe their own hype. Arrogance can creep in. They become distracted. You You lose the faith of your team. And this can also be this period where people feel that they can walk on water. Now I do, if I'm being truly honest, remember this phase personally when I ended up spending and pursuing a number of other opportunities and became distracted both in the UK and overseas. It was an experience, but one to the detriment of Inspire, but that's a whole different story. So a few things to take away from the discussion so far. Beware of focusing solely on money and your own success and instead focus on providing a great product or service to your clients. Take time when recruiting to ensure you hire the right people. Work to improve communication among not only your team, but also with your clients and customers. And know your guiding values and principles. This includes being mindful of your relationship with your family while in pursuit of success. With that, let's carry on with the rest of the journey. When the business of the entrepreneur is out of control, this inevitably ends up in this place 
that I described earlier on as this valley of despair. This is that moment of truth. This can lead to the business collapse, but often it's just the entrepreneur losing their passion for the business and feeling very trapped and hemmed in. This was clearly me in 2014. Escaping the valley of despair is clearly more appealing, and this is a, the period that we would call it evolve, this period of rejuvenation. Ultimately, we want to head to some good times. This essentially means success, but this has to be holistic success. It has to be both personal and business success. It's different, that definition of holistic success for each and every one of us. There is no one size fits all that some try to relay out there. You've got to understand what success means to you and what success looks like for you as an individual, both from a personal and business perspective. But please do not think that the entrepreneurial journey is a linear one. In fact, this is rarely the case. It's ups, downs, rounds, backwards, forwards. It is nowhere near linear. And again, a mistake that we often see and we often make when if you start a business is you think you're driving towards success in that top right-hand corner and it's a linear journey. This is not the case. And my own personal story and that of many business owners, founders, is that rejuvenation is rarely the end. New ideas are formed, new entrepreneurial challenges are found, new business opportunities are seized, and the journey begins once again, driving straight back to frantic success. Now, the savviest out there learn to jump straight back and forth between that period of rejuvenation and frantic success, bouncing between these states as their business grows. However, I've also seen that it can feel like that washing machine going round and round between rejuvenation, frantic success, distractions, and the valley of despair. So I ask you to reflect on that kind of perhaps typical journey and just ask yourself, where are you right now? And what can you do to improve your own personal position? And what does success and holistic success really mean to you? And if you do realise that it's not a wholly linear process, there are ups and downs on the way, it's going to make it easier for you to recognise where you are on your journey and seize the moment at the right time and make the most of the opportunity and situations that present themselves. So let's go back to my own personal story. Fundamentally, something drastic needed to change. Everything needed to be stripped back. Really, I needed to transport myself back to the beginning and those feelings I had when I started the business. When it was just me, as I say, with that simple laptop, phone and a desk. In short, it was my time for rejuvenation. So we actually stopped for once and took the foot off that growth pedal. We talked about the clients that were not in our niche market and also some of the more corporate members of staff that did not share Inspire's principles. And this did include one shareholder. And we made those difficult decisions to not work with some of those clients, to exit some of those members of the team. And I refocused on the reasons why I'd created Inspire in the first place. It was really tough, but I wish we'd been brave and strong enough to make the required changes earlier. Therefore, I'm going to challenge you that when you finish listening to this podcast, take yourself into a quiet space and stop and ask yourself, what are the most pressing issues and concerns that you have? And then think about what you're going to do to resolve them. And then actually go do something about them. So, 
Can I just touch on now some of those specific areas and actions that we did to rejuvenate the business? When I did focus on the reasons why I'd founded the business, I also realised it was important to have a niche, which for Inspire was enabling ambitious business owners and entrepreneurs to succeed. And I can't see a world with all the disruption that's happening in all of the industries out there where you're going to be able to survive as a smaller independent business without a niche and a focus. So what is your niche? How do you serve your clients differently to everybody else? And then when you've developed that niche, you really need to develop bespoke services and offerings that appeal to that niche and develop your own marketing actions accordingly. Now, if you go back to also consider why you started a business, there's going to be some founding principles that defined what you wanted to achieve and the manner in which you were going to achieve them. That was my starting point. I knew I needed to create and maintain core values that would guide every element of the business. So I created Inspire's purpose, ambition, essence, spirit and beliefs, which soon became the lighthouse by which we navigated. Today, these principles are as strong as ever, and I don't know where we'd be without them. Then maybe you could say they're similar to vision, mission and values, but in my opinion, they're far more relevant to an entrepreneurial business. Have you documented what your business purpose and ambition is and what those founding principles are? If not, go back, think, reflect, talk to your team about them and go implement something soon. Recognising that the importance of putting the spotlight on our team was the one thing we did that made the greatest difference. This included understanding how vital their empathy is towards our clients and as a result we launched the Inspire Internal Business Academy in 2016. This is an initiative delivering bespoke soft skills training and sessions with our clients and other business owners also telling their story exclusively to inspire employees, giving them that empathy and understanding they needed. We developed a robust rewards and recognition scheme with incentives that actually mean something to our team. I've learned that business is never one size fits all. If you want to get the best and the absolute best out of your team, you have to listen to their individual ambitions and motivations. We asked them to tell us what was important to them and which rewards and recognitions they wanted. And we built a programme around that. We've also improved communication by holding a stand-up Monday morning meeting with the entire team. So I'd like to ask you, the listeners, when was the last time you really understood what's important to your team? And what could you do differently to enhance their skills? Whilst we were busy ensuring the business was run efficiently and the team were nurtured and valued, we also realised we hadn't been loving our clients as much as we could or should have and that we should be doing so much more for them. We knew that we had to become more client-centric in all that we did and the first step was to get better client feedback through the MPS survey. Taking the concept of being client-centric, we developed an incredibly powerful and client-focused internal terminology around client delight which sees us do those little things that make our clients happy. And that's not necessarily any grand gestures that make the headlines, but it's those small acts of kindness that turn an ordinary service into a remarkable one. The next step in being client-centric was to redefine our events programme to appeal solely to the entrepreneur. And this included, you know, our conferences, our business festivals that we now run as part of Evolve, our entrepreneurs 
forums which still exist today in the Evolve Live events. And actually investing in giving something back to that client community that is really important to us. This was a significant investment, but but if you believe in your niche and about being client-centric, then all you can do is invest in it. As a consequence of making these changes, our current NPS score is 61, something I'm really proud of, as it puts us up there in terms of client service with the likes of John Lewis and Apple. So be honest with yourself. Do you really listen enough to your clients? Do you seek feedback from them? You seek their opinion. And when you get it, as with us, you know, that, that feedback won't always be positive. You love that positive feedback. But actually, when you hear of something you can improve, do you actually go and do something about it? So there you have it, my descent into the valley of despair. It's a common aspect of most entrepreneurial stories, that frantic success followed by disillusionment. And I think it's fair to say if more of us shared those points in our own journeys where we have reached that valley of despair, we could help each other more. Some quick takeaways on how to avoid this valley of despair include deciding and understanding what success means to you, not being afraid to take your foot off the growth pedal, and also to focus on and find the things that really matter to you. Identify your niche and put all of your energy and focus into that. And work towards creating client delight, which doesn't always involve grand gestures, but rather small, meaningful acts of kindness. Now let's conclude with a section about something I'm really passionate about, personal development. So that was some of the examples that I did to rejuvenate the business, but the biggest realisation was that I personally had to evolve and develop and rejuvenate personally if I wanted to succeed and get to this point of holistic success. And that also, also enabled Inspire to succeed too. So these personal lessons in my journey have included, I've realised that ultimately I truly come alive when I develop myself as an individual, something I'm sure you can all relate to. I absolutely believe that constant personal development is critical to business success. I also now recognise that the best ideas and plans come to life when you accept challenge, embrace it and grow. I I assure you that you'll always come out the other side healthier and stronger. Similarly, we've created a leadership team with Inspire that effectively enables me to play to my own strengths and unique abilities as a business owner. And this is, you know, being strategic within the business, but doing the thing I really love, which is spending time with our clients, developing new ideas as well. And that clearly is how Evolve has come about. And that concept of playing to strengths and unique abilities is something that you should also apply to everyone in your team. Throughout this time, several people have helped guide me, have been a sounding board and ensured that that transition and journey in recent years has not been such a lonely place. And what I've realised is that all business owners need a Yoda. They need that person they can confide in, somebody that will help guide them. And that power of a Yoda, a mentor, should not be understated. So who do you have around you? Who is your Yoda? I've also realised the importance of connecting with other entrepreneurial and trusted individuals, be that in a peer group environment or on a one-to-one basis, effectively establishing those accountability partners to have a coffee with, bounce ideas off, 
explain some of the challenges that you're facing and set each other timescales and deadlines and actions to keep each other on track and accountable. It's in process that's becoming invaluable to me. In the last 12 months, there is one significant life lesson that I think is absolutely fundamental to business and indeed success. And is that we have that ability, although we forget it, that we can create the life we want to live. And in truth, that's why a lot of us get into business. We have this passion and a belief that we want to create this life that we set out to achieve. But somewhere along the journey, we lose that. The noise takes over. And therefore, I think it can be that simple to remind ourselves that we can create the life we want to live. It really is that simple. And I think if you follow that principle and what is true to you and what you believe is needed and fulfills you, you'll reap the rewards on so many different levels. Now, on that personal front and from a personal perspective, I really can't emphasise enough how I've struggled over the years with not always being there for Michaela and my daughters Alex and Savannah. And I'm not somebody that lives with any regrets. But there is one moment that I'll always regret. And that is bringing home our daughter Alex after she was born and bringing her home from the hospital when she was just one day old. And within an hour, I was getting straight back into a work environment. That's time I'll never get back and something that I have to reconcile with. But I'm so sure that so many of you out there will relate to this conflict in one way or another. Finding that right balance is something that every business owner has to master. Otherwise, it can be one of the most dangerous distractions that there is. And it's taken me years and years and years and years to truly recognise that actually there's this peace around being present. And it's to ensure that whatever you're doing, be that time in the business, be it time at home, doing it time doing the other things you love, be 100% present in the moment. So it's going to sound controversial, but as a business owner, there's no such thing as work-life balance. We don't work nine to five, five days a week, and spend every evening and weekends with our loved ones or doing the other things we love to do in life. We're business owners 24-7. But this shouldn't mean that we don't abandon our family and our friends. It means that when we do get that opportunity to spend time with the people that we love, our friends, our family, and doing those other things we love in life. And we should be able to create different times outside and within that nine-to-five environment to do that. We should make the most of those opportunities by being 100% present in that moment. And I've also learned that there's a real importance of looking after yourself both physically and mentally. Although physically right now with a broken collarbone recovering from an operation having fallen off the bike i'm not sure this is going to be such good advice but i think you know you've got to look after yourself both physically and mentally taking time away from the business on a regular basis uh, i promise you that if you do this you'll find the time to reflect on your journey so far you're going to have that opportunity to consider that those challenges that you're next facing those challenges that you need to overcome, but also the opportunities that are presenting themselves. And you can be present in that moment and importantly, get it all in perspective and become excited about the future. I think too many of us that run a business think we need to be at the coalface constantly and actually just taking some time out and be it a few hours, be it on a day here or there, doing other things we love in life, as I say, or be it actually taking some holiday 
and some downtime and switching off. And if we can do that, we can get it all in perspective. We can become more effective business owners and we can become once again excited about the future. For me, that's holistic happiness. The ability to be the best individual you can be whilst nurturing your well-being and your personal life. And for me, that's my real definition of success. So I've talked about what we've done from a business and a personal perspective to rejuvenate, uh, both inspire, to start the Evolve journey, uh, and what I've done personally. But since that low point of 2014, what's really happened? Well, I've talked to you about our improvement of our net promoter score. We've won numerous national awards. We won in 2018 uh, Dorset uh, Team of the Year, something I'm really proud about, to get that team spirit back and to be recognised within our kind of peer group environment. We've built a platform and a senior leadership team that really can run inspired day in, day out, which is going to enable us to grow further in the years ahead. I've had time to follow new ideas. I've got better self-awareness. And as a result, our fee income is up 50% and our profitability up 95%. And those two last financial indicators have happened without us setting stringent financial goals and not focusing on the money. And as a result, greater fee income profitability has happened as a result. And I can put this in context as we're just about to launch, or we have just launched, our new three-year plan through to 2023. And there's so much that we want to achieve in the next three years. But within there, you know, there's probably 15 to 20 overall objectives that we want to set out to achieve. Only one of them is financial. And as a result, I know that we'll succeed. I've come to believe that mental and physical well-being is possibly the most important aspect in achieving true success. It's the foundation on which all other things are built and maintained. I also think it's vital to get a team together whose unique strengths and abilities complement yours. What we've learned too is that you shouldn't neglect the idea of mentorship and peer accountability. Never be too proud to ask for help, especially when times are tough. And finally, find balance in life by being present in each and every moment. We all know as business owners, leaders and entrepreneurs that work-life balance is a myth. However, we can experience something like it by placing higher value and meaning on the time we spend away from the business with those that we love doing the things we also enjoy. So that whole experience enabling to write the book, Evolve to Succeed, The Entrepreneur's Journey. It's available on Amazon, so please, if you haven't already, please go buy, read, uh, give me some feedback on that. But that, you know, explains this story in greater detail. And it was interesting because the saying does say there was a book in all of us and I found mine and it was written for ambitious business owners and leaders. And during it, I do draw on my own journey and experience to be able to share the lessons and realisations. But for somebody that left school at 15, having failed his GCSE English literature and language, it was great to actually put pen to paper. And clearly the book then founded some of the foundation and principles for Evolve and that covers some of the things we thought about today. And Evolve does give you that environment, that membership community, to be with like-minded individuals, to have those accountability partners, to be part of a peer group. So please do go to evolvemembers.com and learn some more about what Evolve is all about. So I've mentioned a fair few lessons I've learned 
and that have been reaffirmed to me in the last five to six years. And I really do hope a lot of those lessons you can relate to. And I hope you take at least one of them away with you today. And there's one thing that's going to make a difference to you on one action or one thought process that you can do yourself or with your team that will really make a difference to you. But actually, for me, there's one really lovely experience and lesson learned recently from my 10-year-old daughter, Savannah, that for me, trumps everything. Savannah was with me one Saturday morning. I'd run into the office to pick up some files. I left her in my office with the whiteboard and a pen. I'd gone downstairs to collect the files. I came back into my office to find the following on the whiteboard. Hello, Daddy. Remember, Munsons don't give up. And don't stress so much about work. The number one thing in life after your family is having fun. So remember to just relax and have fun. Bye, Savannah, age 10. Kiss, kiss, kiss. So simple, but wow. What an impact that had on me. She's just 10 years old, but she just brought me straight back down to earth and reality. I kind of slapped around the face of reality and reminded me of why I'm doing this and what is truly important. It's something now, that little message I keep with me all the time, and whenever I'm feeling disheartened, anxious, or just too preoccupied with the nitty-gritty of work and life, I remember that little heartfelt message, and I feel stronger and happier than ever. So please do listen to the 10-year-old within you and have fun. I do hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode, something slightly different. So please do rate, do subscribe, and do join us next week for the next edition of the Evolve to Succeed podcast. Thank you. Thanks for listening, and thank you so much for your ongoing support for the Evolve to Succeed podcast. We've now had well over a thousand unique downloads and we're getting some great feedback as well as emails from individuals wanting to be on the show. This is really great to see and I'm excited about the future of this podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this slightly different episode. I feel like it's an example of the kind of self-examination we should all be doing at certain points in our lives. I also think a lot of the subjects we've discussed here share a similar thread in that taking the time to reflect on your success and your journey and defining your guiding principles and being resolute in your loyalty towards those principles are key to continued personal development and true meaningful success that we all work hard to achieve. I also think that actually being honest with each other about our journeys leads to better engagement, better honesty, and we can really learn from each other. If you do want access to further insightful content, events and inspiration, then please do go to evolvemembers.com and register for free to get access to the Evolve community. You can also learn more there about the peer groups run by Evolve. If you're a business owner and want to work with a forward-thinking, award-winning, independent firm of business and tax advisors, then I and the team at Inspire would also love to hear from you. Please go to inspire.uk.net to learn more about Inspire. As I say, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if so, please do rate, review and subscribe to future episodes. I look forward to you joining me again next week. Thank you for listening.